We're the worst film critics ever. As soon as we get bored, we just log out. Pour yourself a cocktail, adjust it anally, whatever it takes. Wee woo, wee woo, wee woo. Movie freaks. Any movie with the word blunder in it is going to be watched by me. It's always something about a laser, isn't it? Movie freaks. Always prepared, folks. I have no answers for you, sir. And she's a killer, by the way. Spoiler. It's a good line. Not that I can remember it. Movie freaks. So yeah, just, I guess it's as usual. I'm just exhausted. I mean, just exhausted. But it might be a shorter show <laughs> today. Oh, my day started out okay. I'm like, I woke up and I'm like, oh, my allergies are not awful. Um, yesterday was awful. Like yesterday, I, it was all day long. I was sneezing, blowing my nose, and... I mean, it's nothing. It's allergies. It's, I'm allergic to the cats. It's, or my sweat. I, I don't know what else it could be. I. <laughs> um. So yesterday was bad, but today it was better. Uh, and I just just went downhill. Mm-hmm. And I just I was I was good. Like good breakfast. You know, chowed down on some breakfast. I'm good. And then I just just all it takes is just something, and then just. Mm, this is... I don't do good with contrary. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I've got... Uh, I've got three kids, so... Mm-hmm. Oh, the contrary. It was already starting this morning. Dad, can I play Minecraft? I don't care. Just be quiet. And then, <laughs> you know, the dogs just bark and bark and bark. And it's like, hey, go let him in. Well, hang on. I'm doing this. Oh. And it's like, oh, I don't give a shit. Like... <laughs> Hit pause and go do what I told you. Oh, see, and that's another thing too because I'm so tired. Then this, I'm I'm uh, shaky, I, I'm shaky and nauseous and tired and oh, hungry but nothing sounds good and. Mm. Yeah, that's when you just need that 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 pack of brown sludge that's just pure raw protein and carbs that you can just. Mush into my gob. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I, um... Uh, what was I... Oh, as soon as I walked up the stairs. As soon as I walked up the stairs, Hudson was like, Uncharted? 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 I got Uncharted for free. The first three games for free on PlayStation 4. Like, they're... Out of the kindness of their hearts, they gave me... They're, they're allowing people to download... The, the first three Uncharted games, and so I got, I'm like, free? I'll take it, yeah. And so I've been playing through them, and it's, which, it's, it's a touchy subject around here, how much they're allowed to watch, and what they shouldn't watch, and so they sneak peeks, and they try to sit in on just a little bit here and there, and they're addicted. They just love watching Dad play Uncharted. Nathan Drake is the best thing ever. They're good games. Oh, they're awesome. I just, actually, last night I beat the first game, and I've Started part two and it's hanging off the train. <laughs> oh, it's awesome! Awesome. I have played that a few times, but it, it always makes me that part in particular. I always feel like I have a heights issue. All of a sudden, you know, oh, I feel yeah. I feel like like I can feel it in my knees. Like oh shit, 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 shit. <laughs> yeah, that's just, it was great. But they, I guess they these are remastered for PS4 and they've improved their controls or something or other. But 
Like the first game I'm playing through, I'm like, oh my goodness, this is great for what, a 15-year-old game almost? And I'm like, there's no way part two's going to be better. Oh, like immediately part two is better. Mm-hmm. So I, I've i seen part four, the actual PS4 game, for like 10 bucks, and I'm like, ah, I might have to get that if this series continues to be awesome. It, cause it does. Two and three are awesome. They're, they're both better than the one. Wow, I'm impressed. I've... That, that's just something about this guy just leaping on the cliffs and just barely hanging on. And oh, it's it's great. But um, so that's the positives in my life is literally Uncharted. That's the positive. And I finished my Halo thing. It looks great, but I'm sad it's done. I'm like, should I just go throw it against? Throw, just go outside, throw it on the pavement, and start over. <laughs> Or you could always just order another Lego thing. <laughs> no, 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 that's it. I'm good. I don't have room for these things are big and Guys, I was gonna say go get that the massive, massive uh Millennium Falcon. Oh gee, I I would love to put that thing together, but there's no room and I no. Nope. And what's cool about Mega Blocks is they're way, way less money than Legos. So you get way more bang for your buck with Mega Blocks, and supposedly they're not as well built. But me personally, I've put together several Mega Block sets. You know, the Enterprise being one of them. I like the way they are put together, almost better than Legos, because the pieces, the plastic, it's for some reason it feels harder. It's weird to, I don't know. It just like it clicks in harder, and it's almost like they know once this thing is complete, you're not going to take it apart. You're yeah. just, there, it's, you're building this to display, and I like that. Whereas Legos, it's, you build it, and then you take it apart, and then you just dump all the Legos together. You don't do that here with Mega Blocks. Supposedly there is a, well not supposedly, there is a, um, He-Man Castle Grayskull out there, and it's like, I want to say it's 3,500 pieces, all green, and it, it's awesome. I'm like, oh, I like a challenge, and I'm like, well, I like a challenge and so do my boys. And so it's like all three of us are just on top of each other trying to put these things together as dad just gets angrier, angrier and angrier and like, angrier. <laughs> yep. And then they're, they're, they're grabbing pieces out of my hand because they want to put in my, I guess I didn't buy this. I guess this wasn't my, anyway. Well, and back to the video game thing too. I wish that there was some kind of option I could click on there where it's like, okay, just no cussing. I know. Just, just yeah. We can we can just click a button and take that part of the dialogue out. I think. Yeah, because it's there, really... like Uncharted. I wouldn't have a problem with the guy with the kids watching and I'm shooting and whatnot. I don't really care because it's not like gory or anything. Uh, but the swearing, the swearing, oh. the swearing, and there's a couple of games that I have. Oh, what was it? I can't even remember now. But it just beats you over the head with non. I think it was like Gears of War or something. It just is nonstop. F this, F that, G, D, like, it's like, come on. Yeah. Uh, you know, so, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't play it with them around anymore, because it was just, it's just way too much. Yeah, I agree, yeah, same here, that's like, if I could turn that, like, even the, the shooting isn't that, it just, it seems T for teen. Yeah, it's cartoonish. It's not. Yeah, but there's just every cutscene, every single cutscene, there's something going on. Yeah. So... Anyway, is, are there games? Do you know? Are there games out there that are like that or similar in tone, but are more kid friendly? Or do they do that to where 
we don't want kids watching violence, so we're going to put enough swear words in here and innuendo that, you know. I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I mean, they say T for teen, but I don't know if I'd really want my teen even playing that just because of the amount of language. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I know. And, and it, to think back all the way back to the Xbox days, the original Xbox, wasn't the first Halo rated M? Hmm. I just find that so know. weird that that would be... I'm pretty sure that was M. And I'm why? I I couldn't tell you. I'm, is there some swearing in there, maybe? I don't know. Uh, I, anyway, I've been wanting to... I, I have the original Xbox. I've been wanting to play the... Uh, the the Halo games again, but like, uh, I kind of wish I'd have a newer Xbox instead of this old clunky big. You can get them pretty cheap, you know. On the original Xbox? No, like a 360. Oh, really? Yeah. How much go, are. Go to the exchange. I bought one last Christmas for. Boy, it was so cheap. I actually went one with one that had a bigger hard drive. I think I spent 75 bucks, but I think they had one there for 50. Nice. But I wanted one with a little bit bigger hard drive, so. Yeah. And so far, it's been working great. And is that, um, man, it's been, like, that's the equivalent of PS3, but that always had the rings of death. Did they ever get that kind of worked out, or was that a, was that an issue all through that? I have no idea. I just, I've got a later model one now and hasn't red ringed yet. Yeah. Yeah. Though it wouldn't surprise me if it did. Yeah. My PS3, I'm not sure if I ever told you, but my PS3, that launch model, it's, bricked. I mean, or it's got a red light that comes on, and I, I think it's just a hard drive that I need to replace, but... Mm. That's eh. a process. Yeah, I'm like, ah, my PS4 is... It's fine. Especially when you can get one for so cheap now. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So, Sorry, PlayStation, PlayStation 5, <laughs> doesn't doesn't that come out this winter, this Christmas, is PS5? I don't know. Yeah. I'm still trying to see what this game is rated. Oh, for F's sake. Can I just... I'm pretty sure the first Halo was... Here's an idea. Why don't I just image search so that I can see the cover? Box. Of course not. It's giving me backgrounds. How about that? Halo 5. Okay. (laughs) There's five Halos now? There's probably more than that. Yeah, and they got... uh, what did I, after I got this, um, yeah, it is M. No shit. That's so bizarre to me. I, and I remember all the way back in the day playing it thinking, why? Why is this rated M? I mean, it's aliens and blue blood or whatever and, huh? Probably some language. Um, what was I saying? Oh, since I got the 360, I went and bought a whole bunch of 360 games again, but they were all a bunch of them that I'd never played, like Halo 4. And so I, I I didn't even know if I got halfway through it. It was After Halo 3, like even Halo 3, it just got complicated. It, it oh, really? Was, yeah. Halo 2 introduced the dual wielding, which was very nice. And you got, you know, you had a couple different kinds of grenades and whatnot. And then in Halo 3, it was like... Now you got all these melee weapons, and you got five different kinds of grenades, and some of them you throw, and it's like a shield, and you stand behind it, and it was just... Eh. Overcomplicated things. I just I, I just lost some interest after three and four. Yeah. Um, but that's just me. I played the first two, and that was, that was it. 
I just remember the first one was, I have no idea how the first one would hold up at this point, but that game was awesome. It's still awesome. good. It's still good. And so Halo 2 is even better because you could do a wield. I like, yeah. uh, I like that game a lot. <sighs> anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's my bitch sessions. Just, yeah. I just, just started out good, finished up a Bond movie, and then just went downhill real fast. Well, we'll try and go as long as we can today. I don't know how long my voice will hold or how, I don't know. I already feel weird sitting up. Um, I'm so damn tired. Oh my God. I could cry. Okay. No, maybe uh, slam a beer or something or. Oh, that sounds awful. <laughs> Especially after throwing up a couple times, you know. Oh. No, kegs and eggs. Just get a couple. Oh, couple stop. Of- <laughs> <laughs> Don't do <Ugh>. that. <laughs> I'm going to be running out of the room. Okay. Uh, yeah. Are you ready for the roulette? Yep. I'm Eric. And I'm Eugene. And here's the roulette. It's time to spin the wheel of the movie we left. We dive in the ocean of cinema and try and find those gems in the rough. Let's talk about Fast Color and Antrim. Oh, let's. And let's. I'm up first. After years in hiding, a woman is forced to go on the run when her superhuman abilities are discovered. Years after having abandoned her family, the only place she has left to hide is home. I guess, I guess that's what this is of a, this was about. This is just, oh, this was bad. Just lots of talking and chit-chatting and, I had some wonderful scenes in there for like, uh, oh, there was this one scene where the phone was ringing and the main character just kind of walks over to the other room and looks in there at it. And then the answering machine picks up, and it kind of says, you know, like, oh, I'll leave a message after the beep or something. And then nobody says anything. And then we go to the next scene. Mmm, so glad I got that. <laughs> so glad I got to watch that. What did it mean? I don't know. Who knows? Ah, uh, there's... She's supposed to have superhuman abilities, I guess. I didn't see anything until the very, very... Last couple minutes before the credits, they did a little something where they, like, disintegrated some guns into dust, and it was looked really cheesy and uh, cheap. And fast color! It was not colorful, nor was it fast. <laughs> and... Was it artistic? Oh, it was artistic. There was mm-hmm. lots of slow conversation and staring at each other. Uh-huh. And pondering... Yeah. <laughs> I hated it. You know how sometimes we say there's a seed of a good idea in there, it's just too long, it should have been a 30-minute yeah. short film. This was a five-minute short film. That was an hour and 40 minutes. <laughs> Maybe it was something great. I, I couldn't pay attention to I Over to you. I, okay, Antrim, the deadliest film ever made. Uh, hey, let's tackle on the deadliest film ever made so people watch our film. <laughs> Uh, it starts out as a documentary, uh, where we have a filmmaker and uh, talking heads talking about this movie from the seventies that made people die, um, because it was so evil. And then the 
theater burned down and all remaining copies are all film prints are gone except for one. Like, okay, cigarette burns. Yeah, I was just this, this say. is cigarette burns, and they reference. I think they reference cigarette burns. Um, in this, like, ah, oh, uh, okay, you're covering your ground here. What I, I I remember some at some point cigarette burns was brought up. I wasn't sure if it was. I don't. Who cares? It doesn't matter. So anyway, so finally we get to watch the movie Antrim, the deadliest film ever made, and so. Which takes up about, I mean, the movie is 95 minutes. I would say that an hour and 10-ish minutes were the deadliest film ever made. And it's this sister and this kid. Uh, the kid's dog dies and um, the kid's sad. So the sister, older sister, decides, um, I'm going to make up a story about bringing the dog back to life, maybe, or something. So they go to the woods and they start digging this hole and the hole is supposed to lead to hell. And then a naked Chinese man shows up at one point and two French dudes. One is having sex with a dead animal, I think. Um, another one is worshiping an idol thing, reasons. Um... There's a boat on a lake, I think. Um, a lady, I think, shows up. Um, walking around, talking. Sister says... Oh, this does sound like a pretty deadly film. I'm going to die uh, of boredom. <laughs> yeah, the boy says to the sister, your feet stink. Sister says, your breath stinks. That goes on for a little while. Uh, they're in a tent. Walking again. Um, we get flash images. Oh, and then the whole way through, there's there's flash images of of pentagrammy type stuff that is after the movie is done. They explain there's 170 or some odd instances of of this subliminal message put on the screen. I'm like that's not subliminal. I see it when it pops up for a second. Like I see this weird thing. Ooh, edgy. It's oh, it's edge lordy. This is edge lordy. Um, not scary. Not. I, however, I will say this: I do believe that uh, they. It sure looks like they filmed on either eight millimeter or sixteen millimeter for the actual seventies movie that was discovered, and they. It seemed like they took pretty great pains to make it look authentic for the time, and that's kind of cool. I appreciate that. The actual statue idol thing that the French guys are jerking off to or whatever is suitably creepy. Um, this could have worked. This actually could have worked, but avant-garde! It's avant-garde! Lots of talking and walking. Talking and walking, baby. Talking and walking. And let's make things not make sense because that'll make us Avant-garde-y. Is that a thing? Avant-garde? Is that something? Yeah, kind of. Yep. Okay, well, there you go, Antrim. The dullest film ever made. Sounds awful. Okay, can we go to the next <laughs> round, please? <laughs> Sometime, uh, I think that we that I should watch your movie and you should watch this. You, oh, you would hate this. You would hate this so bad. <laughs> nah, not after what I just went through. Witches in the woods. 
Jill, a tenacious uh, freshman, abandons her studies for an off-the-grid snowboarding trip with friends. But after the sun has dipped below the horizon, the SUV mysteriously becomes lost in the mountains. Eventually, I'm just editing this as I go because it's so many things that don't require... Oh. Eventually running out of gas, as temperatures fall, the group dynamic unravels as a virtual and then literal witch hunt begins. Uh, the artist's self-defense. After he's attacked on the street at night by a roving motorcycle gang, timid bookkeeper Casey Jesse Eisenberg joins a neighborhood karate studio to learn how to protect himself. I've watched this trailer. It looks pretty funny. Mm-hmm. It's like a dark comedy. Paragraphs and paragraphs, a description. No. Good enough. And lastly, the uh, decline. An accident at a remote training camp leaves a group of survivalists bitterly divided and caught in a brutal fight for their lives. Okay. Okay, first for you is The Plagues of Breslau, I think. Uh, This is a Netflixer TV MA. Woohoo! Every day at 6 p.m., a serial killer kills another person. Police officer Helena Roos thinks the killings are done by one man only and decides to reveal the killer's identity. Uh, and I think that this might be kind of a Jack the Ripper type thing. Modern day take on that. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, the Death of Stalin. I've been really wanting to watch this movie, by the way. Hour and 47 minutes. Uh, Moscow, 1953, after being in power for nearly 30 years, Soviet dictator Joseph Stalin takes ill and quickly dies. Now the members of the Council of Ministers scramble for power. Steve Buscemi's in it. Uh, great cast. I mean, big names in the cast. It looks quite funny. Um, there you go. And lastly, The First Purge. This is on my voodoo. And this is the only Purge movie that I have not seen. And this is the first Purge movie. <laughs> uh, hour and 37 minutes, 2018. America's third political party, the new founding America, uh, the new founding fathers of America come to power and conducts an experiment. No laws for 12 hours on Staten Island. No one has to stay on the island, but $5,000 is given to anyone who does. And I, I, I might, if I have time, I might get into the, uh, Purge, the first made Purge movie with Ethan uh, Hawk back in the day. I rewatched that one. And, um, it's, I think that this storyline is very, very good. I like this storyline. While some of the Purge movies have been eh, this is the only one I haven't seen. And I'm kind of curious as how, how it all began. So there you go. Uh, I think I'll take the plagues of Breslau. Oh, okay. That sounds interesting. It's a Netflix original kind of thing, or at least yeah. they picked it up. So, Oh, Lord, don't ask me to pronounce these names. This is going to be subtitled, isn't it? Pork, pork. <laughs> I don't know. You know, Netflix has been doing pretty good with um, their their foreign films having an English dub. That Dodgeball movie or, or that French. You remember that one that you threw my way? It was an hour and 15 minutes. It was like these like French Dodgeball girls or volleyball or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so... It's there. Um, uh, okay, I'm going to take the decline. Because that actually, from the sounds of it, uh, sounds a bit like what we're living through right now. <laughs> uh, we'll get around to a purge. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> They're purging themselves. <laughs> yes, they are. Yeah. Get the disinfectant or whatever. Yep, just uh, 
Right on down the hatch. Yep, pour yourself a cocktail, ingest it anally, whatever it takes. <laughs> ah. All right, there you go. Next episode, it will be uh, Plagues of Breslau up against the decline. Okay, uh, we're trucking right along here. If you want to do some recently watched, I'd like to get some stuff off my list. Yeah. Let me see here. You took the decline. And I hope you don't mind. I, I know we were... We did a heavy Bond episode last week, but I've got more Bond to talk about. Actually, you do too. So do I. Here we go. <laughs> Let's do it. Okay, so, uh, yeah, I went on a bit of a Bond tear, because I was ahead of you, or at least you said you weren't going to be watching the Daniel Craig one, so I was like, oh, yeah. I want to get through those. And I did. So let's start off with Casino Royale. And I'm always, when I go back to visit this one, I've seen it more than a few times. So I always kind of know what to expect. And I'm like, I, and I like the movie, but uh, I gotta, well, it's Daniel Craig. I'll start with that one. And then while I'm watching, I'm like, damn, this is a good movie. Um, all the way up through to the weird kind of turn that it takes in the third act, you know, where it kind of derails. It's almost like the movie is over, but then it's not. Oh, that's and, Venice, where they, where they end up in Venice then? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Suddenly he's, like, retiring, and he's gonna marry her, and... Yeah. Anyway, then uh, it picks back up again, but, uh, Martin Campbell, man, that dude can make a Bond movie. Uh, next up, Quantum of Solace. And again, I'm gonna go pretty quick with these, because we've discussed them before, but... yeah. And we've discussed this one, too, where you and I are the only ones on the planet that can appreciate this movie, and I still enjoy this movie. Uh, it does have some filmmaking issues uh, that bug me. Uh, I, I like the car chase in the beginning, but it does do the thing where it narratively is confusing, because... Their uh, camera films them going left to right, then right to uh-huh. left, and up to back, and down the top, and it's like, wait, where, which direction are we going? Uh, and that's something that always annoys me. But the movie itself, I like it. I think it should be actually a little bit longer. It feels like some scenes are truncated. Um, but who knows? Uh, that when you're making Bond movies, you know, those producers, uh, they kind of get to the final say, I think. Uh, next up, Skyfall. I, this is still the best of the Craigs to me. This is the most complete story. It's got great action. It's got a killer ending. We're dealing with Bond's past. Uh, it's just, it's, you get a new M, which that's another thing I want to talk about. Oh, when yeah. We, when we get, uh, when we get a new actor to play Bond, can we just go ahead and get everybody new? Cause it's kind of weird that we just jumped to a new Bond, but then we still had the same M from the Pierce Brosnan ones, you know? Uh, anyway, I still think Skyfall's the best of them, uh, of the Craigs, and, oh, it's just fantastic. Uh, lastly, Spectre. Yeah, I think this is about the third time I've watched this movie, and, you know, the first two-thirds of it, real solid Daniel Craig, Bond movie. And then we get to this desert fortress nonsense. And this movie just <laughs> right off the cliff for me. <laughs> it It's weird. It, <clears throat> I, it does that thing where it just leaks right out my head as soon as it's over. Um, 
ask me what it's about. I, I watched it a few days ago. I, I don't, I don't even remember what it is. Okay. It's right up. I know what it was. It was right up until that moment when Dave Batista says, shoot. Do you, do you remember that? Uh huh. And he gets sucked out of the train or whatever. The fight with him was great and everything, but as soon as he says that, it's like, huh? And then the rest of the movie just is terrible. Dive bombs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I'm with you on that. I, I've watched it, I think twice now in this. I'm like, what were they thinking? The first half of that movie is good. And then he's being injected with something and desert and, and, oh, it's. They're torturing him and then some, his watch maybe blows up or something. And then, and then just mowing down tons of henchmen with, with yeah. the, that apparently can't hit shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, I'm very interested, uh, interested to see where they go with this next one. Uh, what the story will be like. Cause really, I feel like, uh, that, well, they have all been sequels, kind of. They, they all exist in, Mm-hmm. The same kind of realm, you know, and Inspector, he's telling him, I've been the, that's a great line in that movie, but he, I've been the, what does he say, the, the, constru- the construct of all your pain or misery or something like that. It's a good line. Not that I can remember it. Yeah. Ah, anyway, uh, so I do enjoy those. those are, they're still good, but they, now that we've had some time to dwell on them, I can see some ups and downs in kind of all of them. And lastly, on my little Bond uh, tirade here. I thought, you know what? It's been a few years. I've always said it's the best Bond. I'm going to go back and revisit Goldeneye. And I did. And I stand by my statement. That movie fucking rules faces. I love everything about it. I love how it brings Bond into the 21st century, kind of, or at least updates him with more... Mm, less rapey jokes and puns mm-hmm. and stuff, and he actually makes fun of himself. I love the opening gambit. I, it uh, introduces him working with another double O. We didn't, we haven't seen that very much in the Bond movies, and I thought that was cool. And the betrayal in the beginning, I mean, of it all. Uh, we find out, yeah, midway through, you find out who the real villain is, and it's such a, it's such a stab in in the back. It's like, oh my gosh, this is oh, just great. Um, Beautiful, the, the most beautiful Bond woman, in my opinion. Um, what else? I just great action. I love the whole uh, end location. You know, they always kind of, I guess, have to have some <clears> secret <throat> fortress or whatever. And Going I to really, Cuba? Yeah. I really love this one with the giant satellite dish that they had to uh, drain out. I thought the ending, the way they he offs the guy, is gross. Mm-hmm. As hell, and kind of dark, pretty dark for the first uh, Pierce Brosnan outing, you know? With the last one we had seen before that, I guess, was License to Kill, which did some gross stuff, too. But it had been six years in between movies. And then a few days after I watched it, Pierce Brosnan goes on YouTube (laughs) and does a running commentary on the movie, so I watched that whole thing. I just, I didn't watch the movie again, but I just watched, had him in the background talking about the movie. And it was really... Really interesting if you're a fan of Goldeneye like I am. I, I I really enjoyed listening to him talk about just what it was like to be Bond and and how, what an honor it was. And t- he talks about all the Bonds, I think. I think the only one he didn't really talk about was Timothy Dalton. But he talks about all the others and how he felt about him and how he, you know, used this part and that part from this actor. And um, it was just really interesting. 
really interesting. He had some great stories to tell. Uh, okay. Whew. Can I take did, a breath now? Did he, uh, did he talk about Die Another Day? I'm curious. He I... talked about all of them. He talked about all of his entries. And he, I mean, he seemed to genuinely, hey, you know, we did what we did. And, and I think he, he's, he felt like, uh, this isn't word for word, but he was, he felt like kind of proud of all of them. And, you know, they're a product of their time. How often do we talk about the 90s and early aughts stuff and how dated and gross CGI and, you know, they're a product of their time. What can you say? Yeah. Uh, it is what it is. It, with, with, uh, the first one, it was 95 when it came out. So it had been 93, 94 when they were making it. So that was still, I mean, I know you had Jurassic Park with its CGI, but that was revolutionary. Yeah, it was. So it, it's a little bit different when you're doing just like action movies. And, uh, another thing with Goldeneye I have to laugh about is they're really driving that tank around. I watched that scene about five times. It's incredible. But then there are also scenes where they cut to the car, where the car is driving away from the tank, and you can tell that it's like CGI'd background, you know, or the (laughs) which made me laugh. And it's like, man, they're ramping that tank, they're power sliding that tank, they are just destroying shit left and right with that tank. It goes all the way up to that great scene with the train. Um, God, I love that movie so much. Okay, Uh, enough, enough for me. I got to take a break. Okay, losing my cookies over here. So, what was the last Bond movie that I talked about last week? Do you... That was The Spy Who Loved Me. Spy Who Loved Me. Got it. Okay. So, uh, let me just find it here. Uh, okay, there it is. I loved that movie, by the way. Uh, I'm just going to just go down through here and review my Bond movies that I watched, because I watched a ton. Goldeneye. Um, you know... I saw this movie in the theater way back in the day, and then I've watched it a couple times, probably on DVD and Blu-ray. And this time here, maybe it's because I'm watching all of these in such close proximity. I loved this movie. Loved it. Um, yeah, it's a little dated, but honestly, all of Pierce Brosnan's other newer ones are more dated than this. I, to, to me, right. at least. I agree. Uh, it's like they don't do the stupid humor in this one like they do in the other three. I mean, it's it's there a little bit. But the story is so good, and that tank scene is awesome. That Especially when he, the first shot of him ramping out of the building in the tank, and I'm like, yes! <laughs> and right towards the very end of the uh, tank scene, he clips a couple of cars and goes over... I don't know if you watch it real close. He goes over the back of the car... And the tank tread goes straight through where the driver is sitting. And that car is moving. So I'm like, how did how did somebody not die? I mean, it doesn't look like there's anybody in the car. Like, maybe they remote controlled it or something. But it just goes straight through where the driver's head should be. <laughs> yeah, it was great. The, the Bond girls were great in it. Uh, it uh, I would say, and I... Once I'm done with all of them, I'm going to rank them best to worst, minus the Craigs. I'm not going to watch the Craigs until closer to the new one coming out. Uh, but that is near the top. I mean, that's up there. Especially watching some of the other Pierce Brosnans before that one. Okay, so that was Goldeneye. From Russia with Love. I'm like, okay, well, let's... I'm just 
just whittling away at the at the Sean Connery ones, whittling, just just <laughs> just whittling. Uh, and I'm like, oh, this is one of the most beloved of all the Bond movies. And I'm like, I watched it once, and I was bored to tears. And I'm, I'm like, it's going to be better this time, right? Mm-hmm. What was this one about? I don't even know. Some some machine in the Orient Express and Robert Shaw's the bad guy that he fights on the train, which is Inspector. I'm like, okay, well, obviously, Inspector got the the Batista fight on the train probably from this. But uh, some girl that Bond... It's one of those things... It, this is a product of its time, obviously, but I don't like it when movies are like the... The couple is introduced, or like the girl is introduced to Bond, and like two scenes later, I love you, James. Like, <laughs> what? No, you don't. And uh, I just, I, I fail to see the allure, like especially in those older Connery ones. Like they just throw. Well, if they're not throwing themselves on him, he's <laughs> he's mushing himself onto them. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, oh, but yeah. I was just, boy, it was okay, but hard to for me. It was just kind of hard to follow, and probably because I wasn't interested in the story. It's okay, but that's lower tier for me right there. Wait, um, wait. Is this the one where he's, like, in Japan and flying a helicopter? Oh, no, 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 no. That's, that's uh, yeah. you only live twice. That's where he, yeah, he puts on eyebrows, and all of a sudden he's Oriental, you see. Uh, Japanese, you mean. Or Asian or, or something. I don't know. Yeah, Japanese, Chinese. It, d- <laughs> dirty knees, look at these. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that one! That one is painful. Oh, oh, I uh, and I'm Cringe. like, oh, I, I know it's coming. I haven't watched it yet. I'm like, oh, that Doctor No and Thunderball are left. I'm like, Bleh. I remember Thunderball. The big climactic scene in that is underwater battle. Yep, slow motion. It's slow motion. It, a big underwater battle of people swimming. Oh, but I'm gonna watch it. <sighs> so after I got after I pulled the bandaid off of. Commercial with love. It's like okay, now I need some some brain candy. Moonraker. Hmm. I every time I watch Moonraker, I love it. I love the locations. I love the story. I know it's ridiculous, and I don't care. Drax is a great uh, bad guy, and Jaws is in this, and Jaws kind of gets his story arc in this, which I think is really cool. The special effects are great for hmm. a seventies science fiction thing, like. They really went all out. They were obviously going on the, uh, riding on the coattails of what, Black Hole, Star Wars, and Star Trek. But they're good special effects. And just for a two hour movie, fast paced, um, big thumbs up. Moonraker is, well, we'll see where it falls when I'm all said, when it's all said and done. But that's, that's been about my favorite. And I, Loved it still. Uh, I, I think it's... Well, I watched about half of it on Pluto TV here in the last couple of weeks because I already knew you were going to watch it. And, uh... Yeah, I think it's it's probably three or four for me. I, I still think it's great. But yeah? This, this is the first time I ever realized that... Um, and... Get the dog! This is the first time I think I ever noticed, like, boy, he's really doing a Maximilian Schnell from... Oh the yeah, black hole. Just the yes. way he they dresses, and he, I've got a beard, and the way that he walks and talks. Yes, I don't, yeah. Oh, t- it was totally. It had to have been a nod to Maximilian Schell's character in Black Hole. Now, the uh, I'm not sure how far you got, but when when Bond finally gets to Venice to investigate 
something or other for the bad guy. And a scientist is punching in a code to get in the door and it's do, 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 do. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, there's your little 2000 or not 2000, uh, close encounters nod, whatever. But I, well, it's when great. did this, when did it, what year did it come out? I mean, maybe we should make sure that. Uh, I thought that this was a 1974. Um, always prepared, folks. <laughs> 79. 19, yeah, 79. Huh. So that was after all of those movies had been made. Yep. But, uh, man, I like that movie. And just the fact that the bad guy, he's just like, I, I, I'm going to have a master race and we're going to live on a space station and we're going to poison the earth and it's, Bizarro and great. And there's a line from the main, the main, from Drax, like, I'm not going to screw it up, so I'm not going to say it, because I'll screw it up. I will screw up the line, and I don't want to screw it up, because it's great. Like, I will forever have you out of my misery. Yeah, it's, see, coming, <laughs> coming from me, it's, it's lame. Oh, uh, there's another line that Drax says, um, when he first meets Bond, and there's this, uh, Chinese, his henchman guy, and he, and he's like, See that some harm comes to Mr. Bond. Or something like that. I'm like, ooh, ooh that's icy. I like that. <laughs> He's one of my favorite bad guys. Mm-hmm. I like him. Uh, okay. Um, following on the heels of Moonraker, let's talk about Die Another Day for about 30 seconds. Awful. <laughs> just, just awful. Like, this is once, I gave it one star. I'm like, you know what? This, this is not going to get a pass. I don't care. This movie sucked. Um, like, the only movie that is remotely close to being this bad in the Bond saga would be The World Is Not Enough. Because uh, that's my second least favorite thus far. And that's that's still about a light year away from this. This is <laughs> sci-fi original, big budget, terrible. Um, I I mean, I tried. I'm like, I, I suppose the North Korea stuff is kind of interesting, but the, the villain's reasons are stupid. They're just stupid. Why do you have to be a, a an English guy all of a sudden, and your dad? Oh, Jinx and <laughs> her diving off the oh so the, bad looked like a cartoon. Oh, the lines that she says in that movie, um, they're so awful. She, I mean, she gets the worst lines of the movie. I think she might have the worst lines in all of Bond. Oh, they're so. Well, angry, I'm just angry talking about it. And just watching it, just huffing and puffing on the treadmill. And like, <laughs> I, and it's like, it's not, it, I'm, I'm not watching, I'm not watching it on a Blu-ray where I can press fast forward like one. So it's like 1.5. So everything is, uh-huh. sped, it's, it's streaming. So it's like, if I hit, hit fast forward, it's going to be done in like three minutes. So it's like, I can't do that. Like, <laughs> we have, you haven't even talked about the ice fortress yet. Oh, oh you remember the, you remember the end where, what, whatever the uh, the bad guy Bond girl in it, she's which I like her. She's a good actress and she's admittedly hot, but I, she was stupid. And I mean, when her Who and was she, in this, oh, what is uh, is, is, the, is the sword fighting girl? It, in, yeah, uh, what's her name? Um, this the, this is the one that ends when they're on a plane and they're like sword yeah, fighting, right? Yeah, Ro- and she's Rose got she's, Pike. Yeah, yeah, and she's like she's got some stupid dominatrix outfit on for mm-hmm. some reason. Mm-hmm. Her and Jenny, remember, and I just like groan. I remember this. This is the one line I remember is, you know, read this, bitch. And then it's a Bible. Then she stabs her with, oh, and then the ice, 
I don't get it. I, I don't get the Ice Castle thing. I, I don't he, get it. I, I have no answers for you, sir. <laughs> and then he's, you know, and it, it flying goes away from a tidal wave. And it goes on and on and on. And I remember when you reviewed it not that long ago, and you brought up the Ice Castle thing, I'm like, well, that was only like 20 minutes of the movie. No, 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 no. That's a good 45, 50 minutes of the movie where they're... They're there, and they're either screwing or fighting. There's a laser beam battle. There's a snow beds made of beds made out of ice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they they get naked and roll around, and like, because you're going to do that. The and bad guy has a green convertible Jaguar. Convertible! With the top down. And he's out there in that whole car chase, spinning around and spinning around and spinning around. But then he drives all the way back to the ice fortress, and it's only at the very end when the guy goes to ram him. That he suddenly goes, oh yeah, maybe I should put my tire spikes out. You just did a whole car chase where you're just spinning and flipping and... (sighs) Oh, I hate it. Oh! Like, this isn't just a bad Bond movie. This is... This is a bad movie. This is a bad movie. Again, there's... There's a kernel of a good idea in there somewhere, and... I feel bad for Pierce Brosnan. I Like, he does okay, and the beginning... That wasn't bad, bad. I didn't much care for it because it was over CGI'd and had this filter. I didn't, I just like, we're in North Korea, so we're going to make everything brown. Yeah. I don't know. Hovercrafts. Yeah, and just, nope. (laughs) Oh, and then the end with Money Penny and she's finally with Bond, but no, she's not because she's got 3D glasses on or. Oh, I forgot about that. glasses on. Oh, I forgot about that. that oh, and so then I'm like, oh, thank God this is done. And now, no, no, no. Now we got a Pierce, go to Pierce Brosnan eating diamonds out of Halle Berry's belly button or something. Oh, I hated it. <sighs> One star. Okay, next real quick here. <laughs> um, I'm like, I need something good after that octopusy. Let's do octopus. I haven't seen that in years and years. That's a good one. I The opening jet scene in that is better than... Anything in actually, it's better than probably anything in all of the three Pierce Brosnan movies, <laughs> other than maybe the jet scene in the beginning of Tomorrow Never Dies. Maybe, maybe, uh, but it's kind of, that one. There is kind of Bond trying to do an Indiana Jones. T- like I got an Indiana Jones vibe with that one, which I think is cool. Like it was in India and a little bit more adventure. I don't know something about it felt a little bit. Like they were maybe trying to do Indiana Jones. Kind That's where of. he gets the jet out of the back of the vehicle and then yes, slides the it through the. Yeah, I love that. Oh, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and no CGI. This is all stunts. I love that. But this is unfortunately the one where he dresses up like a clown, which is. Oh, <laughs> it's painful. Maude Adams is in this. She. It's, it's a good. It's it's not my favorite, but it's a it's a good Bond movie. Uh, okay, next up. Uh, let's, let's, gotta pull that splinter out. Time for another <laughs> Sean Connery. Diamonds are forever. Let's go to Vegas, baby. And, oh. I haven't watched this one in a long time. Oh, he, he hops on a three-wheeler. Like, like a tiny, it almost looks like a kid three-wheeler with real <laughs> big beefy tires. Uh-huh. And drives around the desert and he gets in a little moon dune buggy thing there too. And no, not good. Not good. Nope. Uh, Blofeld is cloning himself or he's making copies of himself for reasons. 
Uh, no, no. I guess that Sean Connery got, uh, he demanded a pretty big paycheck for this movie. And so they had to cut back on the effects and some of the stunts and stuff. <laughs> yeah, you did. Uh-huh. It's you like did. you can almost tell in the Connery ones and the Moore ones when it's the later part and they're, they're now officially a pain in the ass. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Cause this one here, I'm like, oh, he just, it just, he didn't seem quite into it. And if, it was better than Die Another Day, but I, <laughs> I could, I mean. Is just, there a worse Bond than Die Another Day? No, no, there isn't. I don't, I don't no. think so either. No. I haven't watched Dr. No yet, which I'm not looking it's forward not to. It's not, it's not as bad as Die Another Day. <laughs> it's not, it's not good. Um, but. When was the last time you watched Diamonds Are Forever? Where? Oh, oh boy, I don't remember. It's, Two gay henchmen are in this thing, and oh yeah, I don't remember that. And with the just awful hair, and yeah, at the awful end, hair. At the end, they're on a boat, and he like spears them with a skewer or something. That's the one. Yeah, yep, okay. that's the one. It it just I file that one in in I I maybe sent it to you in text, not on the show. There's four or five that are just dog shit. There's four or five that are great, and somewhere in the middle there, there's just 20 that I'm just like, eh. <laughs> you know, and it's towards the bottom of that list. I just don't remember, and that's one of them. That's yeah. Like, yep. Just forgettable. I could like I couldn't tell you the the master plan for the diamonds. Something about a laser. I think I. It's always oil. something about a laser, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. If there's as long as there's lasers and sharks somewhere in there, we're we're good. Even uh, now that I think about it. Wasn't uh, the man with the golden gun? That was a laser. Oh, uh-huh. I'm getting to that here in just a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, carry on. <laughs> okay, diamonds are forever. Okay, and uh, next up is. I mean, are you getting burned out on Bond yet? Or well, oh, I mean... oh, I'm so burned out. I'm... <laughs> oh, I'm I'm Roddy McDowell just sitting in that chair with the I just just ripping my eyelids open to just. Wee woo wee woo wee woo. <laughs> sweat dripping off my face. Angry. Oh. Um, okay, after that, and I, I'm trying to go back and forth, like, okay, one that I don't much care about, and then, okay, now it's time for a good one. So, Man with the Golden Gun was next. I've always liked that one, and I still do. Uh, mainly because Christopher Lee is the bad guy, and he is, he's just great in everything. He, he's just great in everything. Uh, this is a lesser Roger Moore, but lesser Roger Moore is fine with me. Um, yeah, what was the reasons for the gun? Laser. A laser on, on an island. Yeah, he was on an island with some laser. I don't... Yeah, and there was the little... The, the plane the plane guy is in mm-hmm. this. Um, would, but you like, would you like some peanuts? I always remember that part. Oh, cause... yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Because <laughs> um, I'm like, how did, the, how did they make her stay sitting upright and eyes open? I know. I, I thought that too. Yeah, I'm like, oh, she's... So, they flat murdered Maud Adams pretty early on. Okay, mm-hmm. she's done. Uh, but I liked it. I thought it was it was good. I liked where I mean, I, the way Christopher Lee plays it in this one with his obviously with his third nipple um, is he's just like he's almost happy like ah oh, Mr. Bond happy to see you here come on in let me show you my laser and blow up the airplane and yep. oh and here by the way here's your blonde sidekick she's in a bikini because that way I can tell that she doesn't have a weapon on her and oh let's have some mushroom oh and then they have a meal and it's like oh the mushrooms mmm like. All right, that's it's it's good. I liked it. It yep. uh, that was a thumbs up. Uh, and then from there, it's like, okay, you know what? I've got. Should I should I 
do one more Conroy just to get it out of the way, or I'm like, ah, you know what? I got. I want to be able to say I've got all the Roger Moores done because I have all the Pierce Brosnans done. Time to get all the Roger Moores done. So I finished up for your eyes only. And this is still, to me, probably the weakest one of all of the Roger Moore movies. Um, it's too long, and I hate the disco. Like, they did away with the classic... It's all disco. This, like, is, a, this is another one. I have no, I know I've seen them all. I own them all. No idea uh, what, the, what this one's about. <laughs> there's, It's a Greek lady is the Bond love interest, and she's okay-ish. She's beautiful, but she's kind of wooden. And then there's this other girl who's a skater, this blonde girl, and she like she's acting like she's 13. And oh, every time I watch the movie, I'm like, "What were you thinking? She's awful and annoying." And oh, what was the reasons for this one? Oh, a stolen a stolen box off of a British ship that does things that the Russians want and the British want, and this guy and. And they, this was the one that was right after Moonraker, and so they, you could, I can tell. Ice, ice skater. You just said skater. The the girl, the okay, the one that's trying to bang him through the whole yes, movie. Yes, yeah. And it's real creepy and weird. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's creepy and weird. It's yeah. Exactly. Sorry, and, you said skater, and I thought of like roller skates or something. No. Um, but this one here, um, uh, it was right after Moonraker, and you could tell that they tried to rein in the the outlandishness because it seems a little bit more for a Bond movie realistic kind of I guess but oh, the story is just the bad guy is bland and generic and I they hated the music it was slow paced I do uh, like those lotuses though oh they're cool oh I do too like there's this one here he trashed the white one in the beginning and then so he has a red one and those things are cool oh they just they look like souped up DeLoreans mm-hmm. like DeLoreans on crack uh, but anyway, there's that. It, whatever. It was It was certainly better than Die Another Day. <laughs> the bar is so low. Oh, it's so low. So now it's like, okay, so I've got one more Dalton to do, uh, which is going to, that's going to be a good one. I, I've always liked Living Daylights, but then it's like, oh, shit. Dr. No, Thunderball, and China, Chinese Connery. Is, they're oh. waiting. They're waiting for me, baby. <laughs> And that one's bad, bad. Oh. Isn't there a helicopter scene in that one? Yeah, he, like, breaks it out of a suitcase or something stupid, and then he's flying around, uh-huh. dropping bombs, and then there's this whole, uh, their their hideout is in a volcano, I think, and uh, just, just <laughs> computer banks that with just flashing <laughs> buttons and big, every, all the buttons are big, and... I just remember when they, when he, you know, when he's a Chinese guy or Japanese guy, whatever, it's like they disguise him by putting on thick eyebrows. I think that's it, right? And then he puts on an outfit. Like, no, no. And and it's, it's like he's still a foot taller than everyone. Uh huh. Oh, I'm not looking forward to rewatching that. Oh, and by the way, uh, to quick jump back to, uh, Man with the golden gun is we get that cop there. He's in this one. Yep. Man, no, yeah, he's in this one. Like, oh. oh, after our last recording, when I went and turned it on, it, it just that was the first thing that popped up. Like I just went to the Pluto TV channel, Bond channel, and and I was just like, oh. I texted you immediately. I was like, it's Man with the Golden Gun. Uh huh. 
But there you go. So I've, I, I've almost done it, but I'm so tired of these at this point. I'm like, I'm done. And there's only one. There's only one that I'm actually looking forward to watching. The others, I'm just like, that's going to be two, four. That's going to be about six hours of my life. Just poof. Just gone. <laughs> oh, uh, that's great. <laughs> I don't know if I even want to do any more. Oh, we're good. Let's let's keep rolling. <laughs> I feel like shit. Let's do You Were Never Really Here. How about that? Never Really Here. I oh, managed... that's uh, Joaquin Phoenix? Mm-hmm. Oh, you watched that one. Okay. I'm yeah. interested in what you thought of that. Uh, you had didn't seem to be much of a fan of it. and uh, But I thought, man, it looks really good, and it's getting a lot of good reviews. And it was on uh, Amazon Prime, so yeah, we'll give it a watch. Oh, I think we're on the same page, sir. <laughs> no, thank you. Uh-huh. And uh, it's, it's artsy. It's artsy. Yeah, uh-huh. we're doing things art. Art. Look, sitting in a in a cafe in the end, just sitting there, right? Isn't yeah, that what... and he shoots himself, but then he was just thinking about it, and he didn't. Uh huh. And confusing, and I didn't. I was couldn't pay attention. Didn't know what was going on. We're the worst film critics ever. Because we're just like, as soon as we get bored, we just log out. And, <laughs> yeah, we do. And uh, I, he rescues the girl, but then someone takes him, the girl again from him, but then he gets it back again. And <sighs> going to hardware stores and looking at hammers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the sum total of what I remember of this movie, and I just watched it like two weeks ago. <laughs> no, I, I, I just remember the end, like, Okay, they're sitting there, and they're sitting there, and there's, and then isn't the end credits over just the empty booth or something? Yeah. Oh, I did not like that movie. No, sir. I agree, and that is a one and done for me. Uh, and I've got a few other things that I could talk about, but I would like to talk about them more. And my, fo- I'm done. My my voice is done. I'm <laughs> starting to feel nauseous again. Um, so I will let you have the floor if you want to go for it. Okay, woohoo! Last round. So I got my Vinegar Syndrome package in the mail with the Forgotten Jolly, uh, which is three Spanish uh, Jollos from the 70s. Like, all right, let's watch those. First up is Trauma. And um, real quick here, I'll do a, just a synopsis. A, a a lady is in a runs a bed and breakfast in the uh, woods. And some married dude has car trouble and he shows up and uh, they start to be flirtatious and she has to deal with her husband in the attic, which we never see because obviously, bum, 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 he's dead. Um, random people show up at the at the ba- bed and breakfast and she kills them. And she's the killer, by the way. Spoiler. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry if you're playing on watching it. She's the killer and she's nuts. I was um, not. As soon as you said vinegar syndrome, it's like, huh? okay. Yeah, check out. Yeah. Um, there was a, a girl with the hairy armpits, which was I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Okay. I'm in. Um, lots of nudity and fake killings. And it was just weird enough to where I'm like, oh, it wasn't bad. Next of the three was um, The Killer is One of Thirteen, which is basically an Agatha Christie type. That's the title? Yeah. The Killer is One of Thirteen. Uh, and literally, the killer is one of a th- one of thirteen people in this house, <laughs> and it's 
It is literally an hour and about 35 minutes of just, just Spanish people sitting around talking about, now you were there at a certain time and you might be the killer of the guy because reasons and, uh, and I'm like, just give me something. Finally, the, like the last 15 minutes or so, I, I think there was a little bit of fake throat slashing, maybe. Oh, oh, talking. I mean, the talker is one of 13. <laughs> oh, it's anyway. Okay. So that was done. Then the last one, which is, this is the greatest title ever. The police are blundering in the dark. That's the title of the movie. And, oh man, any, any movie with the word blunder in it is, it's going to be watched by me. <laughs> So they are indeed blundering in the dark, but not by much. Um, it's um, uh, this house with a guy that is creating a a machine to read people's thoughts for reasons, and random Spaniards show up and sex and kill because reasons and <laughs> thought machine reasons, and and the last like five minutes or so. You find out what's going on in the police. They were blundering around in the dark for. <laughs> so roll credits on that. And um, unfortunately, this was there was no English dub. This was all Spanish with English subtitles. So like, oh, and I'm watching it at five in the morning and just. <laughs> um, it's it's always better when a shitty movie, or you know, it's like it's not going to be a, you know an Oscar winner. Uh, my Kung Fu movies, and it's subtitled. I'm like you, motherfucker. Oh, I know, I know. Like, I, like actually, these movies. Some of these movies are actually better with crappy dubs. To me, yeah, that's how my Kung Fu movies are. They, yeah, that's half the funniness of the movie. Yeah, because these would have been better with crappy dubs, and normally they would have. But I, I appreciate, I appreciate the fact that I don't think, especially, I think the police are blundering in the dark. I don't believe that has ever had any release ever in the United States on any format. And it's it's kind of a fun movie. I, but, so I think it's kind of cool that um, it just seems like so many so many companies and so many movies are going streaming. It seems like Vinegar Syndrome has doubled down on trying to find the most obscure, weird, hard-to-find movies because people will, you know, collectors will buy those because there is no other way to watch these movies and they look and sound great. I mean, their packaging and their, the transfers, I can't, like, these movies are no-budget movies from the 70s and they look stellar. So I think that's really cool that they are really doubling down on going for shit that has never been released over here. So, anyway. I wonder how hard it is for get, for them to get their hands on that or how expensive. I know! Because a like, lot of those, uh, a lot of those old 70s, I mean, th- th- those could have had this could have been made by companies that no longer exist. I know. Like, how do, how do you find the rights holders? And, like, I, how have they found a film print good enough to remaster it that good? Because it looks, it looks great. So, I, I don't know how they do it. I, I think it's cool. It's very interesting to me. But it seems like the, as the years tick on, it seems like Vinegar Syndrome especially are getting more and more obscure movies. But... They are selling out. I mean, they do limited runs and they sell out. So there is, there is a, an audience for them and I'm one of them. Uh, the collector is one of, yeah, 1000. Oh, that was stupid. <laughs> See, that was my, that was my yeah, take yeah, on the killer of, yeah, it's stupid. It's yeah. all right. Um, You're just blundering I, in the daylight. I, yes, I blunder around in the daylight. I blunder. My life is a big blunder. <laughs> uh, 
Okay, we gotta do coming soon and wrap up so I can go be sick. Ah, but extraction. We're not gonna talk about extraction yet. <laughs> oh, I, you can. I I quit after thirty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I quit. Let's end on that one. Um, extraction. So you texted me, and you know, you started it, and you're like, eh. No, and you started it. You said I want it on the roulette, and I said no. That's too good for a roulette. That's yeah. Chris Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. Yeah. This is going to kick ass. And so we, we got rolling on this one and I, I, I couldn't tell you what drug, drug kingpin's kid is kidnapped and Chris Hemsworth, the, the man with no name or let's call him Jim, I guess. Jim. Um, Jim sounds good to me. He decides to go in and murder literally everybody in India. Uh, (laughs) And there's a 11 minute one, one camera shot take, I think. I'm guessing that they were, there were multiple takes, but they, they made it seem like one take. Uh, this felt like a, the director of this movie was a stunt coordinator and it feels like a nine or an hour and 45 minute long stunt reel. I, I didn't hate the movie, but. Oh, after a while, I'm like, okay, it's John Wick. I get it. It's John Wick, except with Chris Hemsworth and not as good. Okay. I just, oh, he's just, yeah, there you go. I, he rescues the kid and then he, spoiler alert, he gets killed in the end, I think. Uh, maybe. I couldn't tell you because the very end, there's a little cliffhanger type thing with the kid. And I'm like, it's fine, I guess. <laughs> Two and a half out of, I'll never watch it again. <laughs> I no, I I was about thirty minutes in, and I was just this is this is annoying. What what am I what am I doing? And you had watched more of it, I think, at that point, and I was like, you know what, life's too short, <laughs> and I need to watch more Bond movies that I've seen ten times and can't remember what they are because uh-huh. that feels more important to me than this. So uh. nope, I turned it off. Yeah, it, it would have made a good video game. I mean, it, like, yeah, this would, I feel like if this would be a good third person shooter game, I guess. I, maybe that's what they were going for. I don't know. I just, it was okay, but uh, the John Wick movies did it better. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we're going to do Coming Soon wrap up. Coming Soon for me, uh, probably my face in the porcelain throne. That's probably what I'm going to be doing today. Okay, perfect. What about you? Um, uh, I'm gonna watch, try to watch the Purge movies, I, the other three Purge movies, if I can. Uh, once I finally get this Bond series done, I really want to get going on uh, Lone Wolf and Cub series. Uh, I've got one more Vinegar Syndrome movie called Pale Blood with Wings Hodger. I started it this morning after the Bond movie. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Slow. It's a vampire movie with <laughs> with no vampires thus far. Um, um, what else? Uh, Hotel Mumbai or whatever it's called. I've I've got that, but I have to be in a certain mood for that one because I hear it's just brutal and yeah. So anyway, just lots of stuff. You see, <laughs> great, great. Yeah. Anything oh, there that tickle your fancy or? Uh, I'm just sitting here trying not to throw up. That's really what I'm doing. 
And I'm trying to, at this point, let, like, I am trying to be like your roulette to where, like, we just keep talking to pad the runtime. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> you want to see it happen over Skype. Oh, because we're like, we're at an hour and ten. I mean, this is going to be a real short episode. We That's need to- okay. I'm so fucking sick of editing. And I'm so behind on editing. But I just can't get anything done around here. And it's real annoying. But they'll come out when they come out, I guess. Um, we'll just keep recording them. <laughs> what we could do is you could just sign off of Skype and I could keep rambling for a little while. <laughs> and by rambling, I mean, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I would give you some fun stuff to edit. I'm like, sure you would. Long stretches oh, just of talking and t- just no, no, let's just say goodbye. <laughs> let's just end this so that I can go be miserable. Ugh. Oh, we, we didn't even get to the Roger Corman hour, like hour and 15 minute mark. Like at least. Our... <laughs> That's okay. We've had plenty of long ones recently. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'll see you next time, and I want you to hit stop, okay? I know you. You got that look, like, I'm just going to keep talking. <laughs> All right, I'll stop. I, Yeah. <laughs> All right, stop. All right. I am. for listening. Hey, if you want to get a hold of the Movie Freaks, you can get a hold of us facebook.com backslash moviefreakspod on Twitter at moviefreakspod. Drop us an email, moviefreakspod at yahoo.com. Intro music was public domain by www.rutgermuller.nl.